Hi, this is Dave. And I'm Stu, and we're from the Signal of Doom. We're proud members of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Welcome back, Looney listeners. This is episode 74 of Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. You are back with us on this fine weekend. We are chugging along. We have a very different review this episode. Uh, We'll get to that later, but I want to welcome back our prodigal son, one of our favourite high priests of Konshu, Konishu. Hi, Konishu. Welcome back. Hello. Yes, I am finally back. It's uh, been a while between drinks, as <laughs> people who drink say, um, <laughs> as they would say. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm back. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, a couple episodes, a few, maybe four, mm-hmm. maybe more. But I was waiting on new equipment. Um, yeah. My audio has been slowly dying, and then it died. But now mm-hmm. I'm back. And, uh, yeah, I think if there's one thing that's unified us all throughout the past <laughs> several years of human history is being hit by shitty dates from eBay <laughs> and bad postage. I think it's just us as a human race collectively understand this. So thank you for bearing with me. I know Ray's done a great job. We've had some great episodes. Guests. Yeah, and great Stan Lee tribute well. last yep. week. Mm-hmm. Big one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, and I must say, Connor, you are sounding as silky smooth as ever. This is fantastic to have you back, and we did miss you. Of course, it was um, uh, there was a there was a gaping hole in the the moor that was the the into the night podcasting team. But as you said, uh, yeah, we had fantastic guests, the likes of Chad and and Rebecca, our, our other high priest. Um, uh, we all chipped in. It was it was good to definitely pay tribute to Stan Lee, which incidentally, Connor, I mean, it's a good time as any to ask you, I mean, how we, what were your thoughts on, on the passing of the great man? Um, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, uh, there's not a lot I can add after last week. I threw a bit of my hat in there Mm -hmm. as well with a couple of things, but I mean, I think even though we all kind of knew Stan Lee's time was coming, it's still a big shock. The amount of when a celebrity death happens, a lot of you see a lot of stuff on Facebook. Not all of it great, but I don't know. Most of the Stanley tributes have just been so touching, so incredible. People talking about him in just so many different ways, whether it's his stories or just how many countless creators he's inspired. Like there is just, as a comics fan, as a fan of content, enjoying content, being able to escape through that content. I don't think there's enough you can do to thank Stanley for what he did. Oh, what is it, 60, 70 years ago with Marvel? We yeah. started Marvel, so yeah. Oh, it was it's a phenomenally long time. I think we mentioned he started, he, yeah, with Marvel, yeah, 60, 70 years. I think he became an editor-in-chief by the age of 19, which was <sighs> absolutely crazy to think about. But, uh, yeah, his contribution was, was immense, and I think it was 
I think it was aptly um, reflected upon by the greater comic community. Uh, I've been listening to listening to a lot of other podcasts around the time of the tributes, and and most of the podcasts, Connoisseur, um, at least have a nod towards Stan, or, or mm. you know, tip their hats to him. Uh, such a giant figure in the in the industry, uh, greatly will be greatly missed. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's affected us all, but um, yeah, we we need to push on, and we have something quite different this episode, Connor. It is, uh, I should add, I'll let Connor Shu, I'll let you uh, let the loony listeners know what we're up up for tonight. But uh, this was off the back of a full moon, I believe, on Friday. So, what do we have? Uh as a full moon, we like to mix it up, but. This week we have a kind of like a film media kind of review, so mm. I think one of the best things about this podcast has been getting together a great community, and I yeah. think there's no better way than celebrating and talking about what's happening in the community, and a member of our community for quite a while, uh, mm. Alex Lumen, yes. only three letters off Looney, so you know, already <laughs> a good start, yeah. uh, actually has worked with his friends to kick off the first of a series of uh, Marvel hero fan film, starting with a Moon Knight one. It's a it's a little mm-hmm. thirty minute piece, and uh, we'll be talking about it and uh, jumping off between it and uh, an interview we got to do with him, where he read out some of the questions we had for him that kind of you know put this all into perspective, go through making fan films, Moon Knight, and all this other stuff. So yeah, and this is exactly why I love our community, Connoisseur, because. It is such a communal thing. As you mentioned before, uh, everyone kind of chips in. Uh, hats off again to Delita, um, who have contributed their music. Uh, Noel is a, is a big loony in our community. He's the lead singer and guitarist of the band Delita. Uh, their music now features as uh, the ITK, basically ITK music on the show. So thank you so much. Um, the brothers Ben and Randolph Benoit, again, they contributed to our new logo. It's all happening. Everyone kind of uh, throws throws a bit into the ring. We have guests such as Chad and, and Tommy, the man on the streets, uh, Josh Geronimo Johnson, uh, Dustin Coldcase Kurtz. They're all loonies, all part of the community. Really fun to have everyone uh, add a little something to this podcast. And, yeah, Alex Lumen, Alex Looney Lumen uh, is is now joining us in the ranks with his film so we're very excited to to give this a review to to add our support to um to a loony who has put his blood sweat and tears i believe literally perhaps <laughs> into the film uh and yeah it, i can't wait to review it uh you know there there are we'll get into it later on uh it, it is definitely a fan film um but there's a lot of dedication in in it as well so uh yeah Absolutely, Konishu. It's um, it's a great community we've got, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something new, something different. A film review. This is well, we've done we've done a couple last year, didn't we? We did the um, animated appearances of Moon Knight in uh, in the Spider Man and the Secret of Secret Wars Avengers animated series. So we've done a couple of kind of TV media reviews, but this is our first Looney based. Um, mm. Mm, so that should be good. Um, but anyway, Connoisseur, before we get into that, of course, always interested to know uh, what you've been up to as well. Uh, and the loonies, I'm sure, are just as interested. Um, so over the past week or so, what has been on your reading list? Oh, mate. Uh, 
It's it's been a big couple of weeks. I've been uh, I don't want to talk about my bill for the past <laughs> few weeks, but um, yeah. I'm assure you they've both been over the hundred dollar mark. Oh wow! We're talking about uh, review copies I've stolen as well, so it's been pretty enjoyable. Excellent. Um, I'm just gonna pull up my list. I know two yeah. great things came out last week. We got um, the trades for the Immortal Hulk mm. and uh, oh, Johnny how- Cage's Venom series. How I picked good those, those up just to throw at people. Just fantastic. I mean, brilliant. Yeah. Just doing something new. We got a new history of the Immortal Hulk uh, as well, number nine this week, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it it gets talked about a lot. So it's not like I'll be adding anything new. So it's but it just oh, it just, just is so brilliant. You just reiterate basically what. Yeah, I mean for sure. And for any loonies not out uh, out there who aren't reading it, uh, I mean Connishu's. Uh, mark of approval and recommendation is a very well uh, well justified, so you should check it out as well. Um, yeah, what else have you got there in that swag of yours there, Connor? Oh, uh, I'll go through some of the other great stuff. Uh, the Transformers IDW Universe, you've heard Rebecca and I go on about mm-hmm. since this podcast started, basically ended. Final three issues oh. have came out through the past three weeks of this month, and it was a brilliant ending, incredibly sad, but... yeah. So sad to see it go, but left a legacy of some of the best comics I've ever read behind. So, so what's gonna ha- is know? it? Go- what's gonna happen? Is it gonna pick up again, like with another creative team, like Moon Knight? Uh, or- full reboot universe starts from scratch once again. Ah, wow. Well, that would be exciting, I guess. But um, as long as the ending was was fitting and it was it was nice, a good a good bit of closure, I, I'd imagine. Definitely. I mean, yeah. It's 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 hard to be happy when something goes, but it did end pretty perfectly. So oh, good. You know, yeah, bittersweet. Uh, we got some other stuff. I'll just quickly name off. Uh, if you want mm-hmm. some interesting books that you maybe haven't pulled up uh, yet, you got um, Hot Lunch Special, uh, Infinity War, Sleepwalker. We've talked about a bit here. Mm-hmm. A shout out to Long Lost uh, Lucifer from DC Comics. Um, oh, we got Shuri out this week. Uh, West Coast Avengers. Oh, yes. Yes. Very good. West Coast Avengers. And, uh, yeah. I'll give one last final shout-out for end this up. Uh, Kickstarter, I backed, called Sarai, um, popped in recently. Okay. Um, and uh, it's kind of what I'd say a pretty Moon Knight story. It's about a young Nigerian girl who is um, kidnapped for the uh, slave trade by some of the... Um, Dictators over in over in Nigeria, but uh, makes a deal with a uh, spirit and um, a proper like within our like in the written known history of a a spirit of vengeance to give her powers to defeat the uh, oh to defeat her captors. So yeah, you know, pretty Moon Knight. It's got that great spiritual element. It's it's yeah. it's great. It's you know it's relevant. It's important. It's Kickstarter supporting new creators. I'm gonna link that below. Absolutely. Well, if you want to pick that up, that's on Comixology, Amazon, uh, for physical as well. So yeah, yeah, that, that's fantastic. What um, what spirit are we talking about? Like, it just this is this is intriguing. I'm I'm quite interested actually. I have forgotten its name. It's a very iconic looking thing. I'll post uh-huh. up in the group. Um, it's, ooh, I'm an event for time. Well, I pull it up. Mm-hmm. Can't remember it has a name, but right. That's uh, it. Sounds really good. I might have to. I might have to make good with your with your link, Connor, and and have a have a go with it. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, sixty six pages, a whole four dollars oh. on um, Comicsology. Where can you go wrong? 
Yeah, bargain basement. That's great. That's good. I'll definitely be supporting that. And please also, loonies, uh, if if you you know if you do want as well, it is great. Let's let's support our industry. Um, you know, we are big proponents of supporting our local comic book store as well, but want to kind of branch it out uh, in comics in general. Let, let's support the creators who actually make these things happen. And, and look, they could be the next big thing. And even if they aren't, uh, this is something that's dear to them. Much like Alex Lumen's film coming up that we're going to be reviewing, uh, it's always good to support this sort of stuff. Uh, it just kind of keeps the keeps the energy alive, I guess. Keeps the fl- fire flickering. So, uh, now that sounds good. Connor, what was it called again? Sarai. S-A-R-A-I. S-A-R-A-I. Sarai. Written by Sonica Ellis with art by J.C. Grant. Fantastic. Okay. Awesome. Um, any any other good reads that you've got um, the past, past week or so? Oh, I mean... <laughs> what haven't look, you read? <laughs> I, yeah, look, I don't want to... Yeah. Keep you all waiting here too long, listening off my books, but there is so much good going on. Yeah. Um yeah. Black Hammer continues to be great. Uh, yes. Uh, I loved um uh the new Batgirl coming out is probably one of my favourite superhero books on the stand. It's pretty different. Oh, okay. Uh, pretty interesting. Probably the only Batman book I'm kind of enjoying at the moment. Yep. Uh yep. Tony Stark Iron Man and Captain America are both kind of great big hit titles, but they're still pumping out. Okay. I know you yourself, Ray, a big fan of Spider getting going on. Yeah, I mean I like it. It's a bit of dumb fun, and I was a I was a fan of Spider Verse. I I like that kind of I don't know the spider the big spider events seem to be a lot of fun for me. Uh, ever since um, Morlin got introduced in the I can't even pronounce the guy's name Straczynski's um, run I think that was yeah. in Spider Man all the way back then. I've really enjoyed it. So I love how they've kind of taken it forward, and you've got all these different spider people now and uh spider getting is just another extension of that it's a lot of fun i like doc ock as well he's he's i don't know i tend to like really arrogant characters kind of i don't know why <laughs> namor quicksilver and now doc ock i, I really do <laughs> i do like them um yeah so it's just a lot of fun yep spider Ganon's great uh like you said west coast avengers i'm loving that uh there's a whole heap of good stuff in valiant at the moment um i haven't read bloodshot um, what's it called? Rising Spirit yet, which has just come out. Um, I know Serious Issues, the podcast, they reviewed it as well, and it got kind of, yeah, kind of lukewarm. Um, I'm looking forward to reading that, but all the other stuff is is really top-notch. Uh, Shadow Man uh, is really good. I'm really loving Faith, the Dream Side. Jodie Hauser as a writer. I reckon, Yeah, I reckon she's got to be, she's got to be up there as one of my current favourites as well. It's just so easy to read, so that the characters are so well drawn out. So all of that. Um, there are a few trades that I'm still working through. Werewolf by Night, uh, the com- complete collection, volume one. Um, I'm whew, about two-thirds of the way through that. Uh, a little shout-out to Dave from Signal of Doom. I picked up The Savage Sword of Conan, volume 15, <laughs> um, by Chuck Dixon. That was because of the, the Black Friday special, Connor. So I got it for cheap, cheap as chips. Um yeah, so Volume 15, it's, it's, it's Chuck Dixon's run. Uh, beautiful, beautiful art, and I've only read literally a couple of pages so far, and it's um, it's really good. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've known nothing of Conan, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to learn learn more. 
what else? I'd worked through. I finished again. I finished the Dennis Hopeless's um, Spider Woman. That was just uh, oh god, I, I love that. I, I think I'll read that every now and again, just to to refresh my memory. It's such a good read. Um, rereading Scarlet Witch, uh, James Robinson's run uh, of recent times. I think that's good. And uh, uh, what a last couple? I guess uh, Epic Collection Ant Man. I'm still reading reading through that and. Uh, there was something else. Oh yeah, Demon Bear. I'm still reading that New Mutants. So <laughs> yeah, just a, a little, a little smattering all over the place there. Um, new and old comics, but all good. As you can tell, Looney's Connishu and I, we're trying to fill the gap um, after the absence of Moon Knight, as he departed with Bemis's run. <laughs> but uh, no, that. But there's plenty of good comics out there. Um, speaking of which, I guess Connishu, we should just go into our. Uh, our news. Some actual movie content this week. Yes, it's down and out for the count is our main one, but we got a couple of things going on on the side that's going to keep us going. I want to kick it off uh, just quickly. Um, Arachnite, a lovely uh, episode reviewed with uh, Ray and Rebecca, mm-hmm. our first issue, but we got uh, this week... I mean, it's not really totally news, but we got a couple of pages preview mm-hmm. for the second and final issue of Infinity Warp's Arachnite, uh, awesome. which looks like a lot of fun. It's got like a great little piece of the of humor and the um, voices inside his head and personalities arguing that kind of seems to actually be pretty neat and already seems like kind of a step up from that first issue. So I'm pretty keen. We'll be um, jumping on that one as well. Awesome. Hopefully. Have, what were your thoughts, Connor, on issue one of Arachnite? We missed your your thoughts on the uh, on the show, but what did you think of issue one? Oh, um, yeah. So, I mean, look, it's totally more Spider Man than Moon Knight, but I mm. love Spider Man a lot. Mm. I like the quips. I really like the ideas, like um, the uh, Goblin by Night. And yes, some of the good. and the suit and the violence and the humor all worked for me. Like it wasn't like mm-hmm. this year's standout issue and something I'm gonna totally remember f- for all time. Oh but no, I totally had a lot of fun and I'm pretty keen to come back to it um, next week. So yeah, yeah that's what a, it's what a good comic does. And I, you know, a lot of these warps are really created for like cosplay purposes. Put out a couple of new figures, <laughs> <that> people <laughs> yeah. talking. So I mean, I'm keen for to see that. But uh, all in all, you know, we had we sadly lost Max Bemis, but I love Dennis Hopeless, and it was just just a fun, fun issue. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Infinity Warps, it's just there for your popcorn entertainment. I think there's nothing. I mean, a, a, apart from as you say, the cosplaying and stuff, uh, there's nothing, you know, deep, and there's nothing that will resonate throughout the years in the Marvel Universe for it. It's just a bit of a fun event. Uh, and as you say, yeah, Dennis Hopeless, is, he's done well with ma- marrying Spider-Man and Moon Knight together. Uh, as, you, as you've as you heard in, in the episode when we reviewed with Rebecca, we just loved how they kind of come together. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's one of the stronger Infinity Warps titles, I would say. Connor, have, are you reading any of the other ones? Yeah, I think... Um... They're all a bit odd. I think uh, Weapon Hex and Ghost Panther have been the ones I haven't connected with me. Um, ah. The, what's it like, Iron Hammer mm-hmm. and... Uh, the uh, Soldier Do- Supreme? Yeah, that's it. I like those. They're, they're fun. They kind of spent a bit too long on the origin, but, yeah. you know, it's just it's just fun to read something like that every now and again. I, I'm totally... Oh, actually, that's um, not entirely true. The, the book Infinity Warps 1, 
mm-hmm. just focused on a bunch of different Infinity Warps. That oh, was yeah. a lot of fun. That was probably the best one, I think. Really? And, and that, that yeah. was like She-Hulk and Squirrel Girl or something, wasn't it? Or No, that was, uh, it was uh, Squirrel Girl and Lunella. So that was like oh, okay. Moon Squirrel and like, uh, yeah, Tippy Saw. Oh, okay. Had, um, <laughs> you also got our Sleepwalker, um, that fantastic series during with the Warps as well. You had, um, yeah, that's good. Uh, was it like Man Thing Fang Foom? Yeah, that That's was cool. Great. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. dumb, it's fun. Like, you look at it, you see what you get. You, mm. But if you're down to that, I loved it. I'd totally love to see stupid stuff like this continue into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, it's good because you kind of need this sort of stuff as well. Like, sometimes. Uh, comics and their titles tend to take themselves too seriously. You need to have a bit of levity. And you know, I think that was what the brilliance was with Squirrel Girl as well and the likes of Deadpool and stuff. It's just a bit of light light humour. Um, so, yeah, yeah, very, very good indeed. Uh, also, we have the big one, Avengers 700, Connor. We were talking yeah. a little bit about this before the show. Um, really good stuff here, but um, you've got here notes on uh, a bit of a Moon Knight foreshadowing. Yeah, so the big news uh, this week for Moon Knight, while we've all been in a, this drought, that you know, no <laughs> new series announcements. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, this book I didn't totally love the first, uh, the first arc, but now it's kicking off some crazy things, mm-hmm. and now there was like. You know, kind of like they love to do someone foreshadows with a bunch of clips kind of thing in a full panel spread of things coming up. Yep. And yeah, we got a couple of cool things. We got old enemies, new ideas returning. Mm. We got Frank Castle in sword and armor. But crazily, uh, we have what seems to be the still the Jason Burroughs suit for Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Leading an army of zombies. Yeah, how cool is that? (laughs) My God. Uh, th- this stuff, yeah, this this splash page was just gold for anyone, you know, who likes their peripheral characters like Moon Knight and, and you know, Punisher, he's not peripheral, but he's got his own title. But uh, you even get, like, Iron Fist up in the top top right corner as well. Uh, it just kind of gives you hope <laughs> as a fan that there's something around the corner. And um, this is not like a one-off. Jason Aaron, I believe... I believe it was in the uh, the legacy issue, if not Avengers One, where he does drop the name of Conchu um, in there as yes. well. So yeah, so, so Odin talking about the fact he was speaking with him. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like a, a an afterthought. I think it's something that Aaron's got up his sleeve. Um, so we can only hope. Uh, something else, Connor, as well. I um, <laughs> I dropped a little message to Jason Burrows. Remember when we had him on the show on episode 50, he said that he's got something absolutely dope cooking uh, for Marvel, but he couldn't announce it. Uh, nothing has come out yet. And uh, and so I, I dropped him a line. I said, Jason, look, you know, is, is something happening? Because, uh, you know, we're all kind of waiting on tenterhooks. And he said oh, he thought it was actually going to be um, announced during New York Comic Con, but they didn't do it. Um, so I think he's still... Um, bound obligated not to say anything yet but Ooh. what the, do you reckon this it could might be, be it do you reckon it could be no spoiler well a little bit of a spoiler for Avengers 700 do you think it could be blade or yeah i mean possibly mm. we got a bunch of cool stuff going off there yeah. um 
And yeah, I suppose that's the the big thing as well. So what I wanted to include this, you know, not just talk about we got, but also got Marvel Comics February twenty nineteen mm, solicitations, yes. and that's when the big Blade story kicks off. So we got ah. uh, kind of like um, oh god, I managed to lose it. Uh, Avengers issues are was it fourteen and fifteen? Mm-hmm. They kick off basically was it yeah the War of Vampires, which. Awesome. Yeah, we'll kick off Blade's uh, tenure, I guess, and his and the massive against unholy forces, and they're totally great solicitations. Jason Aaron doing what he does, new ideas, crazy yep. shit. But I'm feeling uh, it'll be the this arc, or maybe the end of this arc, that we might start getting this dripping of Moon Knight coming in, and who knows, yeah. those issues might even be drawn by Jason Burrows. You know, that is his yeah. suit we're seeing there. Absolutely. Absolutely, and and let's not forget as well. There is a close tie with the supernatural with Moon Knight as well. Of course, definitely. Yeah, I mean, werewolf. Obviously, that that's how we kind of got introduced into the Marvel universe. Oh, uh, there's a funny. There are funny memes going about by our good friends over at Moon Knight Corps, um, uh, Bobby and Dave, I think. And there's a hilarious ongoing one with Moon Knight and Dracula. Um, which seems to be popping its head up every now and again all over social media. Uh, so <laughs> even by proxy, there's a connection there between Moon Knight and and vampires. Um, I don't know about you, Connor. I'm excited to see vampires back again. I think it's time. Yeah, bloody oath. I mean, Blade, I don't know what happened with Blade. Marvel's been having some weird almost rights issue with him possibly, but okay. we haven't seen him in years. So it's, yeah. he's, you know, he's back. He's in the bloody Avengers now. Like, and yeah. you know, I definitely inquire to check out the covers and this, uh, the solicitation for Avengers 14 and 15, Dave Marquez, it is just bloody crazy. Oh, yeah. Marquez is, is a master, isn't he? So 14, 15, that's not too far because Avengers 700, is that issue 10 from, from just off the top of my head? I think it's issue um, 10, right? So it's only, yeah, only four, yeah. Or five, four or five issues to go until we reach February. Um, yeah, that, that should be good. So, yeah, I think, yeah, um, it's been a while. Like, I think we spoke about one of the best things about Moon Knight's constantly mixing it up. I don't think we've seen a proper Khonshu as a proper god-like being and it, Moon Knight embracing the supernatural this yes. way since, I don't know, the early 2000s and the Black Panther issues and yeah. a bit of the the Houston run that we've seen something so full-on and supernatural as this, so... Mm. New directions, new times. I think everyone's excited. Jason Arrow has a good track record behind him. He does. It's just a great way to tease us. So, And and I agree with you. Sorry. Oh, I was about to say, we're not down and out yet. Yeah, no, 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 no not at all. No, there's a little spark there that Jason Aaron has, or a little bone that Jason Aaron has thrown our way. So, you know, we're nibbling on that. <laughs> um, uh, but totally agree with you, Connor, as well. I wasn't a fan. I mean, I do like Jason Aaron's stuff, uh, but I'd have to agree with you. I, I wasn't a fan of his, um, what was it, the final host, that, that first arc. Uh, unfortunately... As arcs go to kick off a a new you know refresh of a series, it wasn't the strongest, but he's starting to come into his own. It seems with uh, this lead up, like with the introduction of Namor uh, as the antagonist, uh, I've just been enjoying this like, utterly, um, and I and I take it that you've been enjoying it as well, Connor. Yeah, this this new swing I'm all in for. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, well. 
there you go, loonies. Uh, there is a bit of Moon Knight flickering around, albeit in a warped version of Arachnite or in a bit of foreshadowing that's just come and passed in Avengers 700. We have to keep our eyes peeled for Avengers 14 and 15 for sure. Something has to give. And uh, and again, yeah, share your love to, to Jason Burrows and see if you can tease anything out of him. We're very keen on finding out what he's working on. So with uh, with all that, Connor, I think we should get on to our main event here, our film review. Uh, I don't know, what do we call it? Over the Moon or a Lunar Pick? Let's, um, oh, oh, that's right, I called it the Moon and Stars. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's head into the Moon and Stars. Okay, loonies, we are here, and uh, Connor, we have a, a very interesting interesting film here, very exciting, because it's a, one of the rare times we see Moon Knight on celluloid, um, but uh, we both watched the, it's a, it's a good half hour, isn't it, part one, it's part yeah, one as well. Full half an hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So absolutely fantastic. Uh, before we, we start talking about it, uh, as you mentioned earlier in the show, Connor, uh, we were fortunate enough to touch base with Alex Lumen, uh, who writes, I think, directs, and I think he stars in it as well. Uh, very busy chap. Anyway, we, we got in touch with him. Unfortunately, aren't able to interview him in, in the uh, traditional sense, so we got some um, answers from him. We threw him a couple of questions, um, but let's kick off with Alex just introducing himself and his channel and his works. Take it away, Alex. Uh, Electro Venom, aka Alex Lumen from the YTMCU Marvel Fan Films channel, and I'm here to talk about my Moon Knight film for an interview for the Into the Night podcast. Good few friends of mine, Ronaldo and Connorman, of course. Uh, and I'm here to talk about some of the details about the movie, my future films, and my channel, and myself. So first of all, I want to get into the quick synopsis. It's a film about a guy named Mark Spector, who died in Egypt, was resurrected by a god, and decided to go fight crime now that he's made a deal with Khonshu himself. Yes, thank you, Alex. Uh, yeah, a, a very good... Uh... A very good summation of what he does, Connor. Um, so, Marvel fan films. Uh, this is the first of, I guess, many to come, and um, and they've got a dedicated YouTube channel, uh, which uh, we'll we'll put the links in the show notes for you to check out. But uh, right off the bat, we have this Moon Knight film, and uh, so let's you know let's let's keep this organic, Connor. So, I guess first impressions. What did you think? Of, uh, of the film? Of the film? Um, look, I think you kind of, you can't go into this one expecting, you know, directly from the pages of Moon Knight. I mm-hmm. think Alex Lim definitely put his own blood and ideas into this to craft something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you're looking at is this kind of origin story kind of building up to the, to the big reveal at the end. So I think, yeah, I was kind of, um, I was kind of immediately taken aback by you know, this different sort of take, but I guess that's the nature of these things and the things mm. you've kind of look, got to look forward to as Moon Knight, that once you get into that, you start to 
started to really enjoy this. Uh, Lumen himself obviously has talked about, you know, this isn't some high-budget, amazing no. thing that he's perfect written. You know, he's definitely talked about, you know, the limitations and what it's like being new to this. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, I can't, you know, I'm, it's not like the the perfect interpretation of Moon Knight Celluloid, but it's mm. it's interesting and there's just that, like, dedication, passion there that, you know, yes. it's hard not to appreciate. And I think took me a bit to get into it, but by the end, I think I love the last 10 minutes of it. Mm. Yep. Yep. Totally. But I'll talk about that as we get a bit a bit further into this interview. Yeah. Look, totally agree with all your words there, Connor, and I think you put it you put it really it was really well put the way you said it. it, it basically there's a lot of dedication in this. Um we do love to support our fellow loonies as well and Alex a, a cherished member of our ITK Facebook community. Uh, as you say, though, it is a fan film, so for those who haven't watched it yet, don't go into it thinking, okay, this is Moon Knight on film. It's, you know, it's going to be, you know, bells and whistles. It's going to be MCU. It's going to be Netflix or what what have you. This is a fan film, so it's based on the, the passion and the love that Alex has for not only the character but also for filmmaking itself. Um, so Alex is a, you know... Up and coming is is, is a budding filmmaker. Um, this will be, uh, without doubt, one of many films that he'll make um, during his his journey through film. So uh, it's a good, uh, you know, it, it's great to have Moon Knight as the the first cab off the ranks. Um, so it, it's it's really fun to see uh, on there. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I did find it. Yeah, it was. It was a bit. Um, it wasn't expected, I guess, as you said, Connor, as well. And that's the beauty, I guess, of fan films. You can there's a bit of there's a bit of leeway. I mean, you you aren't bound by um, you know massive companies or or, um, or production companies telling you that you have to stick to these rules because uh, it is a fan film. So yeah, he he does play with with the origins of Moon Knight and gives it his own spin. Um, I agree with you as, again as well. The la- It ramps up towards the end, I must say. Um, at the beginning and towards the middle, it was a little confusing for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, those sorts of kinks can be ironed out. Again, uh, the more that you, you make films, uh, the more that you write, the more that you, you get a hold of this great craft or this great art, uh, yeah, it's just something that you just learn along the way. So, um, yeah, so thumbs up for, for dedication and passion, and um, it was good to see Moon Knight at the end, wasn't it, Connor? Oh, yeah. So, I guess um, one of the most important things about getting into uh, fan films is kind of your passion for both comics and film. So, I kind of uh, we'll swing it back to Alex mm-hmm. to talk about uh, what it was like, you know, what were the big influences on this? So first of all, I want to get into why I made my idea into getting filmmaking. Uh, as a kid, I always loved YouTubers watching Marvel movies, DC movies, all types of movies were my favorite. I've always had a thing for fight scenes, choreography, dialogue. So I think my biggest motivation is probably wanting to make my characters look good on screen to make myself, you know, acquainted with people, to get to know people, to inspire people. That was my biggest thing of filmmaking, was to give people hope, inspire people to do what they want to do, and to have a good life ahead of them. That was why I started making commentaries and gameplays, and I'm starting documentary series. So, yeah, 
was a one thing. Uh, yeah, so very interesting there from Alex about uh, how he got into filmmaking as well. And I guess we were talking about Connor as well. Um, and as you mentioned, the influences. Because uh, it is interesting to know. It is fun to kind of kind of watch this these sorts of films. Uh, my My actually, my take on it was when I watched it, Connor, I don't know if you felt the same. There had... For me, a a Netflix Daredevil kind of vibe, because at the beginning you had Moon Knight in his white hoodie, right, and he's taking on street thugs. Then, you know, cut to him in his workshop, and he doesn't have a Melvin Potter, but he has his tools, and he makes that um, vibranium slash carbonadium slash adamantium armor. And and then we get, as I think, as you're alluding to, we get that ramp up towards the end where he takes on. The thugs um, in in that uh, I don't know what it is their their, um, their safe house. Um, so for me, it was almost it reminded me of, of Daredevil in the black suit, and then when he finally got, finally got his costume. Um, did you did you pick that up at all? Yeah, totally. I kind of love there's that um, as you get into it too. There's quite a bit of uh, detection uh, detection work as well. Yes, kind of fits into that, and then also kind of has that Mister Knight style coming in as well. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah, so there are very good nods there from Alex. Um, so I guess the next thing, we ask Alex um, outside of the MCU, uh, the likes of the DCEU, um, those comic book films, uh, what other films greatly influenced his work? And so we put that to him, and uh, and this is what Alex had to say. Uh, so first of all, I want to get into Mark Spector himself. A lot of reasons why I gave him the type of schizophrenia instead of DID in this movie is because I wanted to save the DID type things for later movies because I felt like it would have been a, in a better title next time because I would have had more time to develop it. We were on a we were on a fast paced type of schedule, so I looked to movies like A Beautiful Mind for his schizophrenia, and probably didn't do as well as I thought I could. I was gonna add some more stuff, but I was on a time crunch unfortunately, so. There's one mistake. But for the fight scenes, I went to my favorite movie of all time, Southpaw featuring Jake Gyllenhaal. Boxing has been my favorite sport. It's a sport that I practice now. It's something that I'm into. And the fight scenes from that movie, I really wanted to put into Moon Knight. So I tried to give Moon Knight the best type of fight scenes that were relative to boxing, my type of sport. And I wanted to make him look kind of like he is in the comics. I wanted to give him that flow, you know, the cape swirling type of thing where he fights enemies with all of his strategic abilities that was one thing i was leaning toward and a lot of captain america winter soldier type of fight scenes uh i have to look towards movies like creed and john wick for a lot of fight scenes too greatly influenced my one shots my one like cut type of things which i tried (laughs) sometimes didn't work out very well obviously yes um so, a couple of influences there uh, from Alex. Uh, yep, really, really good stuff. Um, yeah, so it's it's it just goes to show that you have. I know, I know. Everyone has their different. Um, like Alex, obviously, took more of the leanings towards the fighting styles and the boxing, and and you can tell in the film as well. Alex, uh, there is a, a bit of a not a montage, but there is a bit of a scene where he's. 
his boxing, his his kind of uh, training, um, and so the likes of as he said, as likes of said Creed and Southpaw by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. I mean, influenced uh, his work on it, and um, yeah, interesting to hear. So in hindsight, looking back on it, it's like oh, okay, yeah. So there is a leaning towards the the boxing, um, yeah, and and those were his influences. Yeah, and then I guess the next big part, um, I've spoken with Alex a bit before this, mm-hmm. uh, and there's, you know, he's not just coming at this as a Moon Knight fan, but as a comics fan in in general. You know, he's got a lot of stuff planned. I've been hearing stuff about Winter Soldier and Iron Fist as well, I believe, and yeah. some stuff he'll plug. But I guess Moon Knight was the one I was most interested in, and then it fast-tracked to becoming his first actually, from the sea of all these options and ideas he has written down with his friends. So we'll swing it back to him and ask him, uh, you know, what it was that made Moon Knight number one start it off. Well, first, Moon Knight is my favorite comic book character of all time. His complexity, the issues he presents, and the type of character he is is what made me fall in love with the character and of his other friends and, you know, the other side characters in his stories. And I wanted to make a movie about him because I think I could probably portray the character very well because me and him kind of share a same type of thing. I have the kind of issues he does. I'm not trying to sound, you know, that kind of way. But I think that in theory, everyone can be a comic character because we all should be able to relate to them on a level. Think about it. I mean, Spider-Man's a nerdy kid who was bullied. There are people like that now. <laughs> And he was given powers and risen up. And, you know, people can do that now. They can, you know, come out of their issues and, you know, have a better life. And that's what I think Moon Knight was about. Someone who, you know, failed to save somebody and was brought back. And, you know, now it makes his, it makes his whole life trying to save people and, you know, get vengeance for the people that wronged him and wronged the people he loves. So, you know, I feel like that was something that I wanted to do because the character really inspired me to, you know, be a better person, show that I care about people, you know, try to be nice to others. <laughs> it doesn't make sense coming from Moon Knight, you know, crazy guy, right? But so, everyone takes their comic character a different way. I mean, we could all take either Iron Man as a rich, you know, sociopathic billionaire who drinks a lot, or we could take him as someone who has made bad decisions in life and wants to, you know, make the world better, and that's why he made the Iron Man suits. So, you know, we all take that a different way. Fan. Fantastic look, you know. Like I said, yeah. I was really happy to see Moon Knight come first. Is all. Yeah, and and there's a bit of um, there's a bit of knowledge in there from from Alex as into a, a lot of the Moon Knight runs. Um, and uh, look, as as he mentions, there's a, there's a bit of an kinship. Everyone kind of has their links towards their heroes. Ah. Uh, Kind of made me wonder a bit uh, when Alex mentioned that he he kind of associated himself with Moon Knight. I'm wonder, I'm wondering um, what aspects he has in common with Moon Knight. Um, Is it the cutting faces off? Because uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean that's as good as any any um, you know reason to to kick off a a, a series of, of movies with you know with with Moon Knight bed or, or Iron Fist or what have you. So. Um, yeah, Connor, you mentioned cutting faces. There were some really, um, really grisly bits uh, in there, and I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to, um, to, I wanted to shout out the big bad villain, 
uh, it was the dude with the uh, the the ski mask, the balaclava, but he had that skull T-shirt. Did you you remember that dude? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was uh, look, I, I you know full respect to him. He was hilarious though. He was he was great. He he um he had a bit of a diabolical kind of role to him, didn't he? Uh, almost almost hammy. Um, but but it was it was a lot of fun to watch and. Um, and interspersed with that final scene, I mean, if we can talk about it now, with with um, with Moon Knight in his full suit, which is pretty awesome, and his crescent darts, uh, there were a couple of really inventive um, demises, I guess, of some of some of the criminals. There was that spectacled fellow. Um, <laughs> Moon Knight had two, oh, three shots at him. Remember, so he tried to kill him first. He got distracted by that other thug. Uh, he had him really with the gun pointed to his head and uh, and the guy just egging him on and before he could pull the trigger, he's, he's again distracted. And I love the Hollywood kind of one-liner at the end. So Moon Knight finally gets him in the third one and uh, the bespeckled guy says, you know, third time's a charm and, uh, and Moon Knight just dispenses him. Uh, I love villains that don't take themselves too seriously. It was uh, it was a fun little romp there. But I think you were assuming, or you were alluding to the um, the crescent dart to the to the mouth, weren't you, Connor? Oh, I mean, definitely. But I was just talking about Bushmen in general. I don't know. Oh, I okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, just cutting off faces. Cutting it's, off it's kind of Moon Knight now. You know, you just gotta you kind of gotta be scared when people are talking about Moon Knight now that that's in his history. Yeah. Well, but I think I. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, sorry, Con. I was about to say because Alex really does take Moon Knight into a dark place in this film, doesn't he? He he really veers differently, in, and we and we again spoke about this uh, just before the show. It's quite a different take, isn't it, on Moon Knight? I mean, we see Moon Knight with a gun um, that that has been seen before, but it's not what you usually associate Moon Knight with. But he's um, he's dishing out vengeance willy nilly, isn't he? Yeah, I think, but I think it kind of speaks to Moon Knight fans at large. I think now that we've had, you know, this kind of golden age of Netflix shows and especially what Daredevil has done, I think people are really craving that. So I think it's, it's you know, it's definitely their own inter- interpretation, but I think it, it gels well with what people want to see. You know, we, I know we definitely ask that group, people want to see that violence, want to see something mm. different from the typical hero. Mm-hmm. So I think all out just, it just works, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, another little call out. There, there is a bit of a torture scene. Look, no spoilers here. Go check it out, loonies, if you haven't already. There's a bit of a torture scene. Um, I Again, I, I loved the actor in this. Um, Alex does a great job as well, but he's Offsider, who is a, seems to be a heroin addict, I believe. Um, he gets a, a few nasties um, kind of pulled into it. I think the first one was a drill, was it not? Um, very grisly stuff from Moon Knight. You know, someone that that cuts off the face of people. He's not adverse to using power tools or um or sharp objects to to get what he wants. Um, did you enjoy this scene, Connor? I know it's a rather morbid thing to say, but did, did you like it? <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. There's a part of me that does. I still love my Punisher Max. And yeah. My, yeah. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I think we've seen, you know, we kind of see some of that, those turns in Daredevil as well. So yeah. I think it just kind of speaks to that as well that I'll continue my point of. But yeah. I think drills, you know, you just, just not a lot you can go wrong when you're talking about mega violence. Yeah. Drills just work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah, we, we asked Alex next, um, about his research into making the Moon Knight film. Uh, so, again, I guess we'll, we'll throw it to Alex, but it, it shows that he has a, a, a quite a love for the character and, and a knowledge of, of a fair few of the runs. So take it away, Alex. I had to go into the psyche of schizophrenics, people with DID, bipolar, you know, depression-type things. Had to look into more fighting styles than the ones I was traditionally aware of. I was used to karate, wrestling, boxing. I had to look into Jeet Kune Do, Muay Thai. You know, those type of fighting styles were based on offense, defense, and pain resistance. But not only those, I think I found something even more important. Uh, the Moon Knight runs. Uh, a lot of runs that inspired me to make them were Jeff Lemire's run. Uh, Avengers of the Moon Knight and a little bit of Max Bemis. Wasn't really into that one, though. Kind of goofy. <laughs> not my type of Moon Knight. I prefer Moon Knight. He's more dark and gritty. Uh, but Jeff Lemire's went into mind the most. He had a lot of psychological effects on Mark, which I think went into the film very well. And I tried to imply a lot of things that were in the story into the movie. Sometimes it didn't work out very well, but I tried my hardest, you know. We all do. It was in our script. Um, I read a little bit of Vintage of the Moon Knight, a lot of fight scenes and a lot of, you know, character dialogue was from those. You know, my inspiration to make him, you know, a more tactile fighter and, you know, talk during his fights to himself kind of come from that. Uh, I've read probably the original runs, the Werewolf by Night comic, Vengeance of the Moon Knight, Max Bemis' new comics, uh, the Jeff Lemire run, and the Declan Shelby run. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but the, the run that was in Marvel now. Uh... What runs most influenced it? Uh, probably Jeff Lemire and Vengeance of the Moon Knight the most, and I'll get to that later. Uh, what is my favorite Moon Knight run? Definitely Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight run. It was hilarious, psychological, had a lot of things that I was looking forward to in a Moon Knight comic, and he just perfected the character and made him hilarious and comedic and crazy and dark. It, it was like both spectrums. It was kind of like he was like somewhat comedic and somewhat, you know, funny but a lot more darker and more disturbing and, you know, a more, like, unhinged type of character, which I was into. Yes, Konishu. So a few big runs named there from Alex. Uh, most notably, of course, Jeff Lemire. I say Jeff Lemire. I don't know about you, Connor. What do you say? Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire? It's bloody Lemire, man. Yeah, what I have you, no what idea. Are you, what, are you, what are you on about? Put your head in the game. The professionals here. That's it. So uh, None of this early days munch shit, man. We, we're here. It's Lemire, man. Lemire. Okay, okay. Um... Yeah, none of this munch and, and uh, Shinkevich or something, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, so Jeff, Jeff Lemire, a big thing. Uh, he did mention Declan Shelby. Uh, that was a Warren Ellis run, which we we are currently going through as well. But, of course, uh, Vengeance of the Moon Knight, Connor. This is one that Alex has posited as, um, as one of the runs that he used to research 
um, the film. And you can kind of see it again, I guess, with the, the use of the guns. I mean, there's that memorable cover in Vengeance of the Moon Knight with Moon Knight sporting two guns, right, and, and shooting them. So um, not typically used in Moon Knight, um, you know, MO, but, uh, but it's used here. So I guess that's the nod to that run. Yeah, I th- which is pretty cool. I mean, I, I think Vengeance of the Moon Knight is definitely one that kind of just disappears on a lot of people's radar. So yeah. it's kind of great to get the love. And I think, like I said, you know, one of the things about Moon is you always got to take in different directions. Uh, Alex has done it himself with this run, but it's also cool to see him pick up from something more obscure, something less, you know, less mm. referenced and just, you know, continue that path while also grabbing from everything. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a dark horse, isn't it? Um, that run, Vince of the Moon Knight. I know a couple of the loonies um, have it as their favourite Moon Knight run, and it's certainly a fun run. It's got the likes of, um, pardon me, it's got the likes of Dare, not Daredevil, of Deadpool, uh, as well as the Sentry. Uh, it's a lot more inclusive of the rest of the Marvel Universe than a lot of the Moon Knight runs, which tend to be uh, isolated and in its own kind of corner of the universe, if that makes sense. Um, so I think Alex has picked wisely here. If he is to actually make future films of other Marvel characters, he gives himself an allowance. And as actually it was shown at the end of the film, Connor, with... Um, it was like the post-credit scene uh, with with Moon Knight reading the letter that mentions both Hydra and Shield. So we get Moon Knight as part of the greater universe now, and Alex has brought that along uh, in his film, which is um, which is a very smart move. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess we've talked um, we've talked a bit about Moon Knight. We talked a bit about the run. So we got kind of got an idea of where this all came from. But I think. I love talking about fan films, you know. I, there's a lot of great stuff. There's a fantastic Nightwing one that came oh, okay. when I was back early high school that I still adore. Mm-hmm. And I think people are always talking about like fan films. Like it's this great holy grail of nerding community. <laughs> so I think you know, I there's and I bet there's definitely some uh, listeners here who've looked into it or possibly looked into it. So I think we're going to turn it to him about the process of making, you know, fan films about what goes into it, so over to him. That is a lot of information to disclose. So I want to start with the beginning. In the beginning, we uh, we started off with our script, of course. So we were looking for months at the right kind of Moon Knight comic material. So, you know, we'd be looking into what comics made the character the best, uh, what comics portrayed him the best, and what comics, you know, he looked the best in, so, you know, we were looking towards his psyche, his fighting styles, his personality, you know, the character. I wanted to perfect him. I couldn't let him be bad because there would be no point in ruining a character with so much potential. So that was one thing. I wanted to be able to perfect him in the way I acted as him as well, so I had to put in the personality, you know, his slightly comedic, unhinged side was in there too. Uh, so, yeah, we were working on scripts. We had to put in our music choices, which were... Believe me, very tough. There was a few that we wanted to put in there, but I wanted to save them for different movies because I think they would have been better in either ones. Uh, a lot of information that we took, some of it was from Egyptian lore, a lot of fighting styles, you know, psychological type of things. But yeah, that's 
what we based most of it on, which is pretty good. I think that worked out pretty well for us. Um, let's see, where am I at next? Okay, production days. That was a pretty tough thing. We had to find out which days were good for all of our actors, which days we were good to use our costumes, and which days we had to, like, you know, clean them up a little bit, what days we could, like, buy out our locations that we wanted to use and, you know, be able to get our cameras up and working, how much we've had them charged, how much we could get our lighting fixed. And so we went, like, a few times a month around where we live and a bit, of, a bit farther from there, and we we went pretty well. We had a we had a bit of few uh, a bit of miscommunication errors, so we had to uh, cut out a little bit of places that we wanted to go. So we we did a lot of places that looked a lot like alleyways, you know, stuff like that. And you know, we had our guys practicing there and back at the studio, and we had them, you know, reading their lines, practicing the fight scenes, you know, doing the dialogue both there and at the studio. So we would have them doing it in both places so they would get it into their heads, you know. Uh, we had a lot of time. We had a good time filming our scenes because a lot of us were, you know, really happy about what we were doing. And we really wanted to uh, make it look good. So, you know, we, a lot of our influences went into our motivations. Uh, let's see. So next, uh, our post-production was pretty fun. I had to edit a lot of stuff. We had a little bit more editors. We had to make some music changes, lighting changes, cut out a few things, you know, make it look good. Eh, it's pretty interesting. It's a little bit too more difficult than I thought, fortunately. You know, because we had a lot of errors, a lot of lighting problems. We had to, like, make things look better. We had to make it up to a better quality and make it light because it was extremely dark where we were filming. You could barely see anything. And... That was a big problem. But we got it out fixed. We got it fixed eventually. So, you know, we had the right kind of thing. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I've definitely thought about it. Fan films myself. I've never gone through with it, but it's just... It's my favorite thing to hear about what goes into it. You know, we talk a lot about that... Mm. That dedication and interest that we've said, like, buzzwords, like, 20,000 times. <laughs> it's hearing about that that really... Yeah, you know, it it really brings the interest for me, and it also just actually opens your eyes as to how much actual work is involved in in actually producing like a, a fan film as well, or, or any film. I mean, there's so many moving parts to it. Uh, there's obviously the pre production where you have to actually. I mean, it's kind of like you have to corral a lot of a lot of people, like the actors and and the people behind the camera people handling the equipment, all that sort of stuff. You have to run through the lines. Uh, there's a lot of that. And then it's a lot of it is logistics, I think, as well. And I'm, I'm speaking um, from my experience of, of producing films as well. Um, I did this back in the day when I was at, was at uni. Um, I did a, a film elective, and I was um, privileged enough to be part of uh, a lot of student films. Um, one of a good friend of mine who's now in LA. He's a director and a writer. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we, he's a big David Lynch fan, and so we've made these really whacked out oh, films. <laughs> um, uh, but he was full on right, and so he he wanted to go through the whole process. And similar to Alex, you had to you had to tick off, or you had to check off these um, these boxes. Um, to actually get your film to work. So it's a lot of organising. It's a lot of um, 
of logistics and programming to make work. And then on the day of the shoot, there are variables, right? You know, like of, of, of bad inclement weather or people not showing up. You, you know, that that is a reality that can happen. Um, and it's all about managing what happens there. So uh, it's, it's uh, really interesting to hear Alex's thoughts on it and, and what goes into it. And of course, he did mention uh, he could speak a lot longer about the whole process because it is a long and involved process. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, and it just shows that it's not just one guy, you know, with a camcorder just just filming. Um, there's a lot of post-production stuff in the film there, Connor. Uh, what I do love about um, seeing in the film, he's got a distinct soundtrack to a lot of the fight scenes, a lot of pumping scenes there, a lot of pumping rock tracks. Uh, he uses a bit more somber piano music uh, towards some of the end end bit. Um, yeah, I found some of the music a little oddly placed, but uh, a good music nevertheless. Uh, and he's got actually a lot of um, the foley. So foley design, for those who aren't into film, uh, is when you um, replicate sound effects of albeit, uh, let's see, Alex in the workshop hammering away, making the Moon Knight suit. Uh, he actually inserted um, hammer sound effects there. So you can actually see there's a lot of um, post-production. Um, and also as well, I think there's a scene, Connor, I'm, I'm just running through my head, um, my head the film, um, when he's on the phone uh, to someone as well. Uh, what you hear from the other end of the phone is all post-production as well. So he had to act as if, you know, he responds to whatever the the person on the, uh, the other phone says. Uh, not necessarily he hears it, but he has to act it. So, yeah, it's um, a very interesting process. Um, do, do you think, Connor, that you will be maybe maybe um, involving yourself in a, in a film down the line somewhere? Oh, I mean, I've got... As someone who did media, I can assure you I have zero acting ability. Um... <laughs> I don't mind the writing part of it, mm-hmm. but yeah, you won't see me on the big screen. Oh, gotta have you, gotta have you on a, uh, yeah, some sort of, we got, we got to get, I don't know, we got to get one, at least one video on ITK of both of us <laughs> doing something. We should probably oh. should do it, an amateur, an amateur skit or something, I don't know. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know as well, uh, Connishu, you, you'll be down, uh, you'll be down our way um, mid-December, yeah? Yeah. Awesome. So we're we're looking forward to catching up. Yeah. Just yeah. To, yeah. Connor, it'll be good to catch up with Connorshu there. We also have one of the loonies, a Rick Ball special. He'll be firing in as well. So that'll be um that'll be fun. But uh yeah, yeah. Maybe we should I don't know, video something then. I don't know, Connor. It'll be it's a, you know, the world's our oyster. It's uh <laughs> it'll be fun, nevertheless. Um Yeah, so uh next question I guess that we asked Alex were um what were the ideas and designs for the suit and locations of Moon Knight? So before we get Alex's uh, take on this, Connor, um, what were your thoughts on the design of the suit and what were your thoughts on the locations that we saw throughout the film? Yeah, so I've kind of alluded to this when we started talking about it. My favourite thing about this is the, uh, is the Moon Knight suit. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, especially when you're running with a low budget, yeah, a lot of stuff can go into this. You know, it's pretty easy just to grab like a white suit or something, maybe like a cheap one. Do the Mister Knight thing, something simple. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this goes full shelvy. It has the workshop scene, but it just comes together in something really cool looking. Uh, it's kind of got this great mix of you know 
high-tech armor, but also kind of like those kind of uh, like um, like almost paintball vests you can sort of buy and stuff mm. like that. And it's, it's got that great like feel of handmade creation that works with, you know, the workshop scenes we uh, see and the locations too. You know, I'm definitely getting that Daredevil vibe mm. that we spoke about and this love for, you know, kind of like that gyms, you know, straight up fist fighting scenarios, real... Real street level stuff that, like I said, mm-hmm. I think we're really big into in this day and age. So it's great to see fan films, you know, capturing and hook it onto that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I thought one of the challenges Alex would have had would would have been um, filming at night because it's always very difficult, I guess, unless you have adequate lighting and and the way that the lighting rig is set up as well. But uh, let's throw it to Alex and let's see what his thoughts were on the ideas and designs for the suit and location of moon uh, for moon Knight. i want to talk about the first suit which was the vigilante suit he started out in a completely black costume with uh with his uh, i'm trying to say hand wraps kind of reminded me of daredevil's like his original costume where he had like the black bandana mask over his face and so i wanted to kind of like you know go for that because he was my favorite character before Moon Knight. Daredevil was always my favorite before I found out who Moon Knight was. And so I wanted to be inspired by Daredevil because I wanted to, you know, pay homage to my favorite character. Uh, next, his armor suit. His armor suit kind of... We were half and halfing it, actually. We wanted to have some of the Vengeance of the Moon Knight-like armor, like the type of Christian Bale, Batman-type armor. But I didn't want it to make it look too much like that because, you know, then it would have been drawing a parallel a little bit too much. So we have to, we went a little bit of the Avengers of the Moon Knight and a little bit of the Marvel Now run with his black and white costume. So, you know, it w- it looked pretty well. We we didn't be able to, we weren't able to do all the, the crescent type uh, parts of the suit. So we had to go with a more militaristic look. We had to go for the motorcycle vest instead of the chest plate. And we had to go for the knee pads and shoulder pads rather than an armor that we could put on there easily because it wasn't really fitting on. We were using a lot of things that we thought could work, but they ended up not being able to work so well. Uh, the other suit was the hoodie suit with the crescent on it. Uh, I just found that in a fan art that a fan sent me, and so I was like, hey, that looks pretty good. So we tried our best to make it look realistic, and then we put that in the film. Uh, locations... We're based on a lot of like street-looking places because we wanted to have fight scenes that were you know, down-to-earth, looked a little bit like Daredevil or the Punisher's fight scenes. So that's what we were paying homage to. So we wanted to have scenes that you know looked realistic, and we kind of lead towards fight scenes from from the Declan Shalvey run and the Civil War Thunderbolts run, where he was you know fighting out in alleyways in the middle of the street, you know. Yes, that was Alex's. Um... That was Alex's explanation of it. A uh, very, very cool suit there at the end, and I like how it kind of built up towards it. Um, again, as as we said, very Netflix Daredevil esque. Um, really, just really great cool origin thing. story stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's actually one shot I really liked it. Um, there was one shot towards the end, Connor, and Moon Knight is walking away, and um, the fabric of the cape is is uh, a little translucent. So he's walking away, and you actually see the silhouette of him behind the cape, like if that makes sense, um, as the as the, sh- the light shines on him. Uh, I don't know whether that was um, 
intentional or not, but uh, it had a pretty cool look just for, you know, a couple of seconds there. It was, uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty inspiring. Yeah, real walking into the sunset vibes of a future, mm. I guess. Yeah. Hopefully something we'll see return to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, before we get into the next um, question that we shot through to Alex, Connor, uh, any um, any other memorable moments that you had uh, whilst watching? Well, I think the... Uh, I kind of... They they totally hammed it up, but um, <laughs> the kind of like lockly looking um, version of Mark fighting in the streets with all the with the beaten up thugs in the street with all the uh, like fog and smoke going around them. Yeah. There's all those great like almost like one liner video game quips of thugs being thrown around. <laughs> like was it the Black Dogs they were called? The oh I can't remember. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but. Um... Yeah, the fight scenes were very, very fun to watch, I must say. Um, I also actually enjoyed, I um, like the voices that that Mark heard in his head with Konshu. Um, a little bit of creative license again, like Konshu, uh, in some instances, sounding almost streetwise. Or that, maybe that was Jake Lockley, I don't know. Um, but... Uh, that was cool, and there was one instance as well where Moon Knight is heading towards some more crims, and there's just like a um, how should I describe it? Uh, there's just like there's multiple voices just murmuring in his head, and and I like that idea of of you know all these all these identities kind of you know kind of saying something at once. I think that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder as well, like whether we're going to see that explored in hopefully later stuff. But I think, yeah, I was just really, I was really taken into the yeah a lot of the street fighting stuff, especially at the end. You know, we've spoken a lot about the violence and that, but I just I just love seeing at the end with the suit mm-hmm. and just this perfect mix of like Conchu kind of brings in that that element of the supernatural, but just keeping it hammy and fun <laughs> and yeah. beating the shit out of each other. Which is good. And uh, look, speaking of fun as well, I guess we, we asked Alex uh, if there were any amusing stories uh, on set or whilst they were filming. Uh, this is always one of the fun things, I guess, of being part of a, a film and a film crew. Uh, you know, one of my favourite things, Konoshu, uh, when I do buy a DVD or Blu-ray to go to the gag reel, um, you know, there's always you know, without a doubt, some malarkey happening. Um, so there's always got to be some sort of hijinks happening, I think, on set. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's throw it to Alex and just ask him, were there any amusing stories on set whilst filming? Uh, yeah, actually. We were filming in the clubhouse that we rented so we could, you know, we were trying to get it so it would be more like a, you know, bar-type scenario where our our wild dogs clan would be holding their drugs and weapons, you know, stuff like that. So during the uh, during our practicing, we had to do a scene where we were <laughs> we were going to backflip over a table. We had to do some like different flips over like objects, and that was extremely difficult because I'm pretty good at acrobatics, but I couldn't really do like flips over like a two foot, three foot tall table. So you know, it was pretty hard for me. 
But eventually, I had to settle for like a slide over top. And where where it got funny, we had to practice. So we went to we went to go slide over it, and I went to do the jump. And the first thing that happened was my knee, my knee guard, hit on the table, and so I fell back off the table, and I hit my head off the chair. So you know I had to recuperate a little bit, and then I came in the next part, had to uh, had to do it again. But the second time I landed it, I landed it pretty well, but I fell right on my knee. But that was our last shot, so you know it it hurt a lot. But I was able to you know take a break for a while, you know get some food, have a little bit of rest to let my knee you know get better. So that was that's pretty funny too. And I remember the one part we didn't bring our ladder. We were we were doing a scene on a rooftop, but I didn't have my ladder, so I had to be hoisted up there. And I myself have a I have a fear of heights, so yeah, that was bad. I was on the roof, and we were trying to come down because we were doing a photo shoot, and I was terrified because I was afraid that, like, I would hurt my leg even more than I did before, and I didn't have my knee guards on, so it was going to suck. So, you know, I had to, like, they had to, like, get me down, and I was, like, I was standing up there for minutes because I didn't want to, like, try to jump because I felt like it wouldn't have ended so well. But eventually it went exactly the way I wanted it to because I just grabbed onto the side and let myself slide down the side pretty easily, you know, didn't have to worry about it because, you know, at that day I realized that my fear of heights is kind of dumb because, you know, it's not going to be that painful on a fall. So, you know, I jumped down pretty easy. So that was, uh, that was my stories from the set. That's pretty much it, though. So, you know, that, that's what we did on the set. A lot of things were more we filmed it, we got done, we went and got food, and then we went home. You know, that kind of thing. Yes, thank you, Alex. Uh, yeah, it's um, it really does. Actually, making a film, Connor, really... There is a camaraderie, I think, that brings everyone together. Because you're, obviously you're all in on this one project. Um, you're all putting in the hard yards. You're all taking time out to, to give your all for this project. Uh, it, really, it really, I think, solidifies a lot of... Um, uh, I guess relationships or friendships between one another when you when you do make a film. Yeah, I've um I've been friends with Alex on Facebook, and it's it has it's probably one of the the more amusing things seeing him and his friends uh, just like messing around on set, <laughs> and you just see all these different like different cuts of them like covered in the fake blood or you know, <laughs> the different stages of making the suit or something dumb. So you know if you ever put some of the yeah more of that great stuff out there, it'll just be. I think you should definitely dive into that. There are a great couple of lads who are behind this, so cool. Uh, and then I guess we'll um, jump to one of the you know the final piece, the real centerpiece. Bring this all together mm-hmm. in a, a great question to Alex. Uh, just those suggestions for those looking at getting into fan films. Uh, for those of you wanting to get into filmmaking, I say go for it. Uh, if you have the right equipment and you're starting off amateur. At least, you know, try to put as much effort into you, effort into it as you can because you want to have people encourage you to do it. You want to be able to have people push you to do what you want and, you know, be inspired. You know, do your work not because you want to make money off of it, because you're, you're passionate about it. Because if you're passionate about it, you'll put more work into it. And there is a chance you can get money from it. I mean, it's not always about that. But if you're putting passion into it, it's going to get, you know, a lot better reception than something you don't care about. 
because, you know, if you don't care about a movie and you don't care about the characters or the development, then what's the point of making the movie? You have to have, you know, a lot of care for the people working with you and the storylines and the characters and the kind of things you want to do in your movie because it makes it better. And, you know, if you're trying to get a point across, like, so-and-so, you know, is dealing with depression, you know, you want to put in as much research as you can, you know, get into your personal experiences, tell stories that you think will affect people, and, you know, get the point across. And if you're doing ones about, you know, comic characters or movie characters or video game characters, try to make it so then you put your full effort into your character because a lot of times people don't expect people to, actors to be good as their characters, but more often than not, actors that you don't expect to be good for their roles are great for their roles. I never expected Tom Holland to be good as Spider-Man, but he's my favorite Spider-Man out of all three. <coughs> And I've got to say, that is probably, probably, you know, pretty lame coming from me, you know, the uh, the off-budget Moon Knight. But, you know, I tried my hardest, you know. People don't think I'd be good as him, but I ended up, I was probably the best character in a lot of fan films that people have seen. And, you know, I don't want to brag. I mean, it doesn't really, you know, I don't have to, I don't even have to brag. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> you know. It's not like I'm a multi-million, you know, company. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, it's just a fan film, so... If you're trying to make your character look good, put in as much effort as you can. You know, make that character work. Put in the effort. And try to write him as best as you can. And once you're done, make sure everything's good. Adjust your character. Put in the right music, you know. Put in the right settings, you know. Even if you want to do, like, animation, you know. Putting as much, like, work into the story or getting the point across. Or even if you're doing it just to do something. You know, make it fun. Make sure, you know, you're not doing it because you hate it. Make it something you can do and enjoy yourself. Awesome. So, I think I think Alex really kind of covers it. I'm not sure kind of what else to add here because I just think he talks about it. No, yeah, so I think, like I said, absolutely. I like yeah. I have myself like it. Just it, it does like I can't say I'd get into fan films myself, but it does inspire you to be creative. Mm. You know, I was talking about Soraya earlier. You know, the Kickstarter comic, and now this. It just kind of you know, brings together. You know, that when you put stuff together in like this digital age, it is. You know, you can get picked up for this stuff. You can just put it out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just get the wider community reaction. We're in the Moon Knight community. You're loving it. It's yes. Just, uh, yeah, I hope you all check this out. It's just just a great piece of love and creativity. Yeah, and look, I um, I do truly believe as well that, like, for most, like, for a lot of cases as well, uh, a lot of the comic book fans, a lot of comic book readers, uh, there is an inherent creativity within them. Uh, whatever it is, it, it always seems to come out as well. And uh, Connishu, like yourself, like you're you're really into writing. You're 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 a gun at uh, at the pen and and the scribe as well. <laughs> so so you know that that's what has kind of I think germinated um, out of you and your creative outlet. We have Alex here. His outlet is making films and it's, um, really good to see, you know, if you don't have the likes of, of Alex doing his stuff, um, and plying away at their trade, then, you know, we won't have a competitive and a, um, a diverse, uh, film industry, you know, that we have, you know, so, so, um, People are, I, I believe people are uh, really inherently 
creative, um, especially those that do read comics, because the comic books um, do trigger something in all of us, and it triggers our imagination, and it, it triggers um, what we can do. And, and I mentioned this in that Stan Lee tribute as well, like um, what Stan had, one of his legacies for me was when I was young, it actually got me into trying to create characters. And, you know, I'm not doing that now, obviously, but um, it was it was a marvellous thing because uh, it just opened these doors and it, it encouraged me to imagine and uh, and we get other loonies as well that are actually one of them. He's a I think he's a blacksmith, um, Ben Benoit, and he actually he actually custom makes uh, weaponry, which is um, which is quite awesome. Yeah. yeah. So he's done he's done crescent darts and he's done axes and stuff. Uh, and so they, they, everyone has creative outlets, and um, and I think this is a great thing. Um, yeah. I mean that's that, I mean that's basically. All, all I can say, um, and it, it's really good of Alex to to have shared. And we live in a day and age where you can actually share your stuff quite easily. Uh, so again, urge loony listeners to, um, if you have half an hour, to to just you know look up Marvel fan films, look up Moon Knight, uh, and, and give this a go. Uh, and as Connor and I had said before as well, look, it is an amateur. It is an amateur film. It is a fan film. Um, so you have to kind of take it for what it is, uh, extract the good things out of it that you love, um, and just yeah, enjoy the fact that you have Moon Knight on a on a you know on a screen in front of you. Um, so yeah, so I think finally as well, uh, we just asked Alex um, for any loony listeners out there. Um, who want more, uh, where we can find him and uh, and what his upcoming projects are and potentially, yeah, watching them. So I want to start off with which films are next because that's probably what I should do before I, uh, you know, tell you where you can find me. Uh, so the next movie is in my slate. Uh, my buddy Jeffrey is our actor for Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. The Winter Soldier. And that's going to be our next movie because he's acting in The Winter Soldier storyline, which we don't have a name for yet. We're taking suggestions at the moment. But that'll be, you know, an origin-type movie. It'll be featuring a lot of actors have a villain, unlike Moon Knight, who only had, like, you know, a few thugs. But, you know, this one will be a more Captain America-type storyline since it's Winter Soldier. Uh, The next, we will be filming... The Iron Fist and Shang-Chi movie, featuring two of my, my good friends, Austin and Hale. Austin playing Iron Fist and Hale playing Shang-Chi. Followed by what I do believe is either going to be Chapter 2 of Moon Knight or a different title, which I have not, you know, talked about with the with the guys yet. But I think we can probably, you know, try to work our best into it. Uh, you can find me in a few other films coming up. I'm voice acting in the Invisible Man series on the Steel Novels channel. I'm probably going to be playing Little Mac in a fan film for another channel. And I'm trying to make my own movie soon on my new ch- on my original channel, which uh, is going to be a type of survival-type movie. So if you're into that kind of thing, go ahead and watch it. I'll be acting in it. And where can you find me? So first of all, Electra Venom is my original YouTube channel. You can find me there, 603 subscribers. Uh, Marvel Fan Films is where you can find the fan movies. So those are my YouTube links. Uh, you can find me on Facebook 
Alex Lumen or Electrovenom or YTMCU. Those are my Facebook pages. Uh, you can find my Discord server. I'll, I'll send it to uh, Connorman so he can put it in the description of the video and everything else. So we can leave the links for you guys to check out my film. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as ElectrovenomYT. Uh, you can find me on Patreon as YTMCU. I'm trying to set up my original one. And uh, that's about it, actually. So uh, thank you guys for having me on the interview. And uh, hope my films will be better in the future. Uh, I'll be able to do an interview sometime, probably for our next few movies, if you guys want me to you know, be part of that. So uh, thanks for having me. You guys have a good day. Yes, thank you, Alex. Fantastic stuff. So, uh, so Connor, I mean, that pretty much wraps up our look at Alex Lumen's uh, YouTube MCU Marvel fan films. Um, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? It was very cool to actually go through a Looney's passion project. Yeah, I think um, definitely the best part about diving in this episode was having that interview. You know, we could have just mm -hmm. spoken about it, but it's great to have this whole new different side and we'll see what goes behind something like this. Mm, absolutely. And getting it out to the world, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think for a first crack, I think we did pretty all right. And uh, big thanks to uh, Alex for giving us the time for a full... I think clocks in about 21 minutes of interview. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I've been following, you know, these guys for a while, and I'm super keen for what's coming next. I'm really interested in Winter Soldier one, especially. Ooh, so that'll be good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Thank you so much, Alex, for your time. Uh, time zones are a bitch. Let's just say that when we're in Australia. So Alex is working off New York times, um, but I am forever thankful that we we did at least manage to coordinate getting some uh, some audio from Alex, uh, giving him an opportunity to speak about his film, a film that he should be very proud of, um, and a film that, look, is a springboard into many others down the line, and it will be one hell of a journey for him, Alex, if you do, and please do, keep on, keep on at it, you know, keep on at your trade, um, and you know, the experience and the joy, it'll all go along the way. So uh, thanks once again for sharing. And, um, yeah, I know Connishu and I, uh, yeah, we um, we enjoyed reviewing this, eh? Yeah, I think um kind of sucks that this is basically the end of the line for a while for uh, Moon Knight mm. television appearances, but <laughs> hopefully stuff like this keeps coming out and, well, maybe some more animated stuff later. Oh, yeah, why not? Why not? I want more animated stuff for sure. I mean... God, just seeing um, there's a whole heap of Netflix stuff, like animated stuff there, and um, like Castlevania and all that. Like, come on, give us a Moon Knight one. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's not it's not out of the realm of impossibility, possibility, whatever it is. Uh, anyway, so I think that wraps up our episode for tonight. Um, massive, massive episode, uh, film review. We have back in the fold. We have. The titan that is Konishu with his dulcet tones. Konishu, this is fantastic. Always glad to, glad to have you back. Um, before going, before signing off, uh, anything anything exciting happening for the rest of the weekend? 
Um, yeah, I'll plug actually that I've been back into my reviewing uh, bullshit. Um, mm. <laughs> big comic Jeez. page. You know how to sell it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of myself. What can I say? Um, now I'm back into it. I love working for those guys. It's a great bunch of people just chucking their reviews. But we're into the bigger end of year season, so uh, this weekend I'll be working on my uh, best of the year list. Fantastic, awesome stuff. So yeah, be sure to check that out. We'll have a link again um, in the show notes. Uh, what's it? It's called again. The big comic page, isn't it, Connor? Bigcomicpage.com. Big, easy to remember. Bigcomicpage.com. Loonies, check it out. Hunt Connor Shoe down. Uh, check out his his reviews. There, they're very cool. Awesome reads. I think the last one I read from you, Connor Shoe, was the uh, the Nightwing one. Which was pretty cool. Uh, oh, yeah. It's always good to it's always good to read about stuff as well. I mean, like, I don't collect Nightwing just to uh, and and read it from someone that you know. Uh, yeah, it gives a, give a nice perspective onto it. It's really good. Um, finally, I guess the usual outro. Oh, actually, next phase. Sorry, next phase. Oh, the big ones. Yes, and mentioned before, a bit of a boo boo. We have done. We overshot our mark. We got too excited, and uh, we ran straight past it. But we're, you know, we're putting on the brakes, and we're running back towards it. Uh, we will be doing our classic run, which I believe is a waning crescent. The waning crescent is in the moon. Uh, is not in the moon. Is in the sky next weekend, and that means we will be looking at dun 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 issue one of Doug Mensch's nineteen eighty Moon Knight run volume one. This is what kick started. In a way, arguably, how Moon Knight, you know, got where he is now. You know, we had cameos before. We had him in the Hulk magazine. We had him in, you know, the Avengers comic books. We had him all over the place. Um, This is his own title, 1980, Doug Mensch taking the reins, and he gets into Moon Knight's... uh, He really fleshes out Moon Knight's history, doesn't he, Connor? Oh, yeah, it's a full-on... Big packed origin story. It's now not lining it nicely with our seventy fifth episode, which yeah. is kind of a milestone to some. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, yeah, he um, Doug mentioned lines up a lot of the pieces here in his volume one run, uh, which went for a good, a good long stint. So that's up next week, loonies. Be sure to check it out. Um, also, finally, Connishu, may I ask where loonies can find us? Yes, we are around a bunch of places. Um, our website, as always, into the night podcast at wordpress.com. We're there. All the episodes, newsletters, um, links to the collective, other great podcasts like Signal of Doom and, uh, you know, we, in have, a dream we have a Hulk. Yes. Yeah, in a Demon. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Capes and Lunatics. Um, uh, for, like, our, we got some great websites, both Facebook and Twitter dealing the same news and tweets and newsletters are uh, facebook.com slash ITK Moon Knight. Twitter handle is at ITK Moon Knight. Our fantastic group where we've met people like Alex Lumen and all the other fantastic hosts apart from myself, uh, Rebecca <laughs> and Ray, um, all found in that fantastic group that is always alive, always kicking. Facebook.com slash groups slash ITK Moon Knight. Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, all podcast. all Good podcast catches. uh, Search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, and we should be there. Excellent. And we should also mention as well, Konishu, it's it's still in its infancy, but we also have a Discord server. It's the Into the Night server, the ITK server. And the idea is down the track, 
uh, we'll give a heads up in our newsletter of our episodes. And you as a loony can actually pop in and you can uh, potentially follow us live as we record uh, and drop down your thoughts or, or, you know, just drop in some messages as we as we record our show. So um, a little bit of logistics there because we are obviously based in Australia. But uh, that's an exciting new venture, which I hope we can kick off. Look, um, if it doesn't happen at this this year, we're very close towards the end of the year, then uh, we'll definitely make it next year where we'll let you know beforehand when and where we're recording and how to access our Discord ITK server. So we're making this even more communal, Connor. Um, where loonies can actually just jump in and listen in on a show as it records. A lot of great places do it. It's a great place to get like live questions and stuff. Yeah, thoughts absolutely. on the issue. So I'm definitely all for this. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, and finally, as well, haven't mentioned, but uh, any iTunes ratings would be forever grateful. You will have the eternal thanks from Connor Shoe from Rebecca, from myself, from all the loonies that have come onto the show. If you can give us a review, maybe uh, possibly, you know, I don't know, five stars, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just give us a five-star review. That will help us actually get out there a bit more, help us reach other loonies who may not have found us as yet. Uh, and let's keep on building this loony army. Thank you so much, everyone. Well, Konishu, it has been an absolute pleasure. Good to hear you again, my good sir. Good to be back, better than ever. Absolutely. With a better mic. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and as always, uh, we'll catch you next time. But before that, may... Con- oh, I was about to say again, may Konishu. May Konshu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. But I'll be there too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> catch you later. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on.